Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. The We Will Fix It team is in the studio. Colin and Dan are here, which means for the next hour, if there's something going wrong in your villa, something going wrong in your apartment, something going wrong in your shed, maybe you're thinking about your air conditioning, you're thinking about doors, you're thinking about windows, paint, water heaters, lighting, the list goes on and on. It's it's never-ending. These two gentlemen can absolutely sort you out. Gentlemen, welcome to the program once again. Good evening. Good evening. So that lovely shirt you've got on. <laughs> so we've, we've reversed roles, although I've put my flowers over top, but I'm wearing a We Will Fix It shirt. I feel very official. Let's start putting you out on the road. <laughs> With the flowers. I think we should have that for everyone. <laughs> so in one of my careers, uh, many, many years ago, I was a mom backer. What? A, a, a what? A mom backer. What's I was that? the guy who stood in the middle of the field when the big trucks were coming back and I'd go, Mom back, Mom back, oh. Mom back. <laughs> ah, yeah. Mom backer. Mom backer. Sounds better in your accent than mine, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've, I've got experience. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you could do more than that, if I'm honest. <laughs> what about when they're moving forward, James? <laughs> there we go. Is it only in reverse? You know, as soon as you see those brake lights come off, the reverse lights, is run, that it? Run around yeah. the front job, and go, Job done. Back. No, 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 no. He's a mom backer. <laughs> Just backwards. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it's interesting because, because I hang out with you guys on a weekly basis. People think by osmosis your amazing knowledge has just crossed through the studio, which, of course, I, I do claim that it has. But uh, I had two people this week ask me, do you guys recommend any videos or um, you know YouTube stuff on home repair and you know the such to help uh, push the education process? And I said, I don't know, I'll ask you guys. We don't use a particular channel. We're starting to make our own. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're working on that as, as we speak, so hopefully we'll have our channel up very soon. That is so cool. We've been threatened with it for like the last year, year and a half, I think. Yeah. And um, finally, um, our general manager said, right, come on, boys, it's time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're working on content at the moment, and then um, rumor has it we're going to be um, showing the people of Dubai just a little bit more. Uh, from our, our website as well. Wow. So, so many things we can we can teach in step-by-step instructions. So the simple things like uh, IKEA shelves. You go and get your shelves from, from IKEA. And uh, there's probably seven, eight steps to installing a, a lac shelf and, and getting yeah. it right and getting yeah. it straight. So we're going to do those, those sort of videos, show people what they can do themselves. You know what? Come to think about it, actually, we can do that one at my place because I have eight lac shelves to install. Eight. Eight. Yeah. It's an odd archway, and you know those, um, the shelves, actually, I can't remember if it is a lack, but anyway, it's the same concept. Um, they have the really short ones that are like 30 centimeters long, and we've got this kind are they, of... Are these the shelves that just kind of hang on... The, fl- the floating yeah. shelves. Yeah, yeah. okay. The floating shelves. That look really cool. Well, until, until they, they better put, do. Until they put a couple of books on them and they <laughs> yeah. start hanging off. Yeah, no, 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 we have yeah. rules for that. <laughs> but um, I've got eight of these to put on that are like 35 centimeters long only. Um, uh, around an archway 
Now, assuming that we can do good editing around um, various shouted words, then um, then there's one straight in the back. See, this is this is something when we talk about DIY projects, and we're going to get to more of this uh, in, in a few minutes. But the the whole idea, and uh, you know, all of the places where you buy these cool things like IKEA, the instructions are very simple. You open them; that's their their key. But the practical application of the instruction becomes that piece that's often missing. I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy you guys are, are going to take it a step further and actually walk people through some of the process. We really want to be kind of added value for Dubai. Yeah. Um, we're there really to do the difficult stuff. We'll, we'll happily do the easy stuff as well. Yeah. And, you know, one of the points that um, actually I've got for later on this show is, what what is DIY? What's what's DIY all about? Is yeah. it do-it-yourself these days, or is it um, having that knowledge so that when people do come into your home, um, that you know exactly what they're doing and you can spot when they're going wrong rather than necessarily doing it yourself? I almost think it it's a, it's a, a bit in between as well. Is is there are things that I'm pretty sure I can do, and I have exactly. an idea what it is, and then I realize you know what, I can only go so far. And then I'm going to mess this up, or it might be just a lot easier to get a, an outfit like you guys to come in. You're going to do it twice as fast. I'm going to take twice as long, and I'm going to use twice as much of the materials and probably have to repaint a wall. So There's lots of things like flat-screen TVs. Most people are intimidated by, by TV because you're going to drill big, big holes and use yeah. big, big bolts. And, and then, what and if then, it falls exactly, because you've done a bad you're job? Mount, mount something that you've spent an awful lot of money on. So yeah. Yeah, these, these are things we can, we can show people quite easily. That's kind of cool. I mean, I think it's you know, as you're as you're saying, this is something that's on your on your minds. It's something you want to get going. I'm glad you're going to do it. This is and th- this could be. Uh, so are these going to be serious, or is there going to be a little bit of comic relief built in, a little bit of uh, you know, carpool karaoke? We haven't got through to tone, but um, if you've heard my singing, <laughs> you'll know fully well that carpool karaoke direction is not the way to go. Carpool karaoke DIY? No. That sounds quite dangerous. Is that dangerous? Dan? A little bit of glee? Maybe it's like a, a little a bit ha- of the hazard. It's hazard. hazard. <laughs> yes. We did our um, we did the, um, a two day um, uh, course, just a, a refresher on health and safety and managing people safely. And we had this wonderful gentleman who um, literally said the word hazard. Um, up to 50 <laughs> times an hour, and it got to the stage where we were actually um, uh, kind of each guessing how many hazards he would say in the next 30 minute period. Doing a tally chart. We had a tally chart for it and there's an almighty yes when we won. So Mr. Hazard has now stuck with us ever since. And uh, whenever we see a hazard around the warehouse or in anybody's location, there was an almighty scream of hazard at that moment. And everybody knows it's kind of a little in joke. There we go. So I thought I'd better explain it. Excellent. Uh, It seems to be a theme of the show. For the last uh, month or so, we've been talking about the fact that the weather is changing. Everyone knows that. We live here. We know that it gets warm when summer comes, and it, 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 it we're in the desert. And what people don't seem to clue in on is that they need to be servicing those air conditioning units. Yeah, we, we've found the weather has certainly changed over the last week. Um, oh, the humidity now, kicked in a little bit, too. Humidity did, sort of yeah. uh, early, just after the weekend. Um, but we're, we're seeing the temperatures now are 4 to 5 degrees over mm. the average. So it is, it is feeling warm even for this time of the year. Yeah. And, yeah, like humidity is kicking in. We've had a few dusty days as well, which yeah. makes it feel more, more close. I'm kind of over the moon about that, though, Dan, because uh, if you remember two weeks ago, AccuWeather, <laughs> which is our font of all um, weather knowledge, was drastically out. 
and we did look a little bit amateurish, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, and we, and we are the only people in Dubai that pray for hot oh, weather. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> Please. Anyway, so last week we said that on it's Saturday... Like, it's kind of like my, my thing with uh, traffic uh, jams. Yes. I really want them badly. <laughs> and people say, why do you want it? Because then people listen yeah, even longer. Absolutely. <laughs> so last week we actually did say that on Saturday, Saturday yeah. was transition day, and in effect we didn't want to say it at the time, but the first day of summer. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that we were bang on for once. Wow. So yes, from now on, AccuWeather is the Bible again, and we're going to mm. keep uh, keep sticking to what it says. And you, you guys had some crazy stat with the number of AC jobs that you've done in the last week. It was like a phenomenal number. Yeah, we're, we're doing over 100 jobs a day at the moment between the, the AC teams. So each, each guy's doing two to four jobs a day, but it's around 100 jobs a day on average every day. That's... Wow. But it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because it's just got hot now, and AC can be one of those things where you just don't think about it until you really need it, and then everybody wants it now. Now, the classic that we have is, imagine, so this is utter peak period for any outfit like ourselves that yeah. does uh, does maintenance colin and dan by the way joining me from we will fix it we will fix it.com if you're wondering who's joining us on diy radio thank you um so what we always say to customers is if you ring up somebody and they say you know what i've got somebody available who can be with you in 30 minutes you should be really worried <laughs> you know why is this company at the busiest time of the year having somebody who's supposedly capable available at 30 minutes notice mm. it just doesn't mm. really happen that way i mean we've we've literally got to the stage now where normally um for non-contracted customers where um we're not obliged to hit 90 minutes and we will hit 90 minutes on our, on our contracts but you know it can take up to kind of an hour hour and a half maybe maybe two at the absolute outside to get to somebody and um uh, that's that's kind of just how so it are, is at this time of year have you guys hit up on a waiting list at this point so if i call you today needing you know some some AC work done. It, it might take if if it's not you know AC servicing. Are we talking you know it could be a couple of days before you can get over? Normally a day max. Okay, I think. Also depends on the time of the week. We yeah. get extremely busy on Thursdays and Saturdays because people are, tend to be at home uh, more uh, around yeah. the weekend. And they've and turned they, on all their units. Exactly. Whilst they've been home, they turn them all on, and Saturday backlog can can lead into Sunday. And also you know that's part of the reason why we look at AccuWeather on a daily basis, mm. which is we want to plan so that we can minimize um, how long that um, that lead time is. Um, so we need to make sure that we've got it all kind of worked out. You know, we've got 10 years of modeling it now. <laughs> so we have all sorts of st- uh, statistics and graphs in the office to work out just exactly what we need to try and minimize that. And so what's AccuWeather looking like for the next week? Uh, for the next, well, for the remainder of the month, four to five degrees over the historical average. And then the start of next month, it's going to drop below again. Just like nice. it's been, yeah, it's feel a little bit cooler again. It well, won't, won't feel cooler, but compared to the, yeah. the average. I, I have a tree in my yard that I call the weather tree. And you know that summer has hit when this tree loses all of its leaves and the new set grow in. And every year, this tree predicts the weather perfectly because by the time the leaves have grown in it is full it's full on summer and the leaves haven't fallen off yet so i think this is a good sign yeah but i don't think it's quite as profitable as you know that was it was it an octopus that um, predicted yeah. who, won, who won the world cup yeah <laughs> so you can sell you can sell that octopus i reckon for absolute yeah. fortunes well, so, i'm not so sure about your tree if well, i'm honest i was going to make a, a video for youtube it li- you know live time with me just sitting in a chair watching the leaves waiting 
but maybe you could like franchise <laughs> it around the world. Is it just your tree, or is it that type I, of tree? Do you I'm think? thinking it's this type of tree. Well, in which case you can franchise although, that. Although it could be this type of tree in my yard. Oh, that makes it a bit... No, no, let's Ooh, not go down that yeah. route. We, we almost had a, um, a money owner there. Yeah. Okay. All the way around the world. Yeah. Webcams. James'sTree.com. I bet that's available. Or it was until I said that. Still, you said it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, just, I've just been stitched up on my garden. We've got a row of plants that have all just dropped out. And I said, what's going on with these? He said, oh, they won't last through the summer. I said, why, why did you plant, plant them in direct sunlight? It, it was only two weeks ago. <laughs> he said, well, he said, it looked good for a couple of months. <laughs> I got two weeks. He says, I'll move them into the back garden in the shade. What's that? Uh, this is the DIY well, show, by the way. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It, wewillfixit.com. you got questions, queries, something that's going on in your world of fixing things, Fire it at us. These guys can answer it. We're going to come back and have a, a little chat about moving and paint and more. This is the DIY Show. This is the DIY Show. We have Colin and Dan from We Will Fix It. They're in studio. They're taking your questions, and they're answering. All sorts of stuff is coming through already on the SMS line. Mary, in fact, has a really interesting question that we've been talking about off-air because uh, this is one that, that we don't have a definitive answer for. But let, let's read out the question. And she says, uh, please, can the DIY team advise where we should dispose of old paint cans and uh, DIY chemicals? Love the show and always learning something new and useful. Thanks, Mary. That's a great question. That is a great question. And, you know, it's it's kind of a difficult one. I don't really have the answer for a very kind of odd reason. The bits that we do have the answer for are um, water-based. Uh, water-based can be safely disposed um, in the, all the usual methods. So there's no real issue there um, whatsoever. Um, where the difficulty comes is oil-based paint. Um, so whether that be uh, an enamel um, or something similar, anything that basically uh, you need to use a paint thinner to be able to clean up afterwards. Um, those kinds of paints, actually, we don't really use very much um, because you'd normally use them on metal, which is something that we don't tend to do. And for woodwork and that kind of thing, you'd normally use... Uh, actually, no, no. For woodwork, you would normally use oil-based paint. For walls, you would use water-based paint. But um, we don't tend to do much on the uh, the woodwork side of things. So hence, we don't tend to, to use much oil. Um, interestingly enough, because we've been kind of doing this for so long, we also tend not to have... Uh, much wastage as well um, so as a result we haven't really looked into it um, but we do have an enormous area of the warehouse come to think about it Dan full of paint which is full of paint so interestingly enough Mary um, we need to look into this ourselves we haven't got the answer for you if I, if I can be brutally honest with you um, but the reason that we don't have that answer is because the bit the small amount that we do have and the small amount that we have had for the last 10 years or so mm. we've been storing in an area that we've kind of forgotten about in, in our uh, in our warehouse um, but we will work it out we will work it out and let you know just, um, just, so just, we'll take it away I was watching our guys empty the, the rubbish this morning they're all the, bringing all the plastic waste back from DIY just, but they're not bringing paint in but when a customer's providing the paint we tend mm. to leave any excess with the customer okay. if we're providing the paint we, we use it very efficiently we don't don't tend to throw much away no i think unfortunately a lot of that stuff as mary is probably suggesting ends up in landfill mm. and yeah, that's maybe. that's pretty hazardous but again i'm pretty sure dubai municipality has certainly in some yeah. areas got um got something like that. i know emar certainly does mm. um, I know but I'm, I'm thinking in murdiff the, the recycling centers have an area where you can put your electronic stuff and i think there's about 12 different separate 
places for different things. Uh, and, and one of them, I'm, I'm almost sure there's one for paints and, and oil-based things. But uh, We need to look into that one. Yeah. We'll yeah. get back to you, Mary. Sorry we can't give you a definitive answer straight off the bat, but we will try. Yeah. And I'm glad you love the show. Yeah, me too. Ibrahim loves the show, but he likes it when Emma was here. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to hear more from you guys. No, you know, well, I, it's an interesting one because he, he mentions that we talk a lot about AC. It's just yeah. kind of the time of year, really. It's AC yeah. uh, year. But yeah. interestingly enough, um, Ibrahim... Um, most of today is about DIY stuff and the yeah. uh, the concepts there. And we've also got loads of questions that have come in over the week, James. Yeah. So um, hopefully, Ibrahim, we will stop talking about AC quite so much as we have done in recent weeks because the temperatures have been changing, to be fair, and um, get on to some more of the DIY type stuff. Colin and Dan here, by the way, from We Will Fix It. If you're wondering who joins me on the DIY show, uh, moving. I want, I want to quickly t- touch on this because this is a, a big area when we start talking about DIY projects and while many movers advertise that they will you know take away your curtains and put up your TVs there there are also groups that don't do that kind of stuff so what do you do that's right and and there seems to be a lot of people moving house at the moment we've we've noticed and I guess maybe that's a reflection of the, the house prices dropping and, mm. and rentals getting cheaper that people are seeing they can they can maybe get a bigger property for the same money so lots of people seem to be moving at the moment so some companies will do a little bit of DIY but you've got to be careful if they don't have qualified guys and they start doing electrical work that's a, that's mm. one to, to to be wary of here's a here's a case in point um we had a customer who called us uh, two weeks ago she'd just been moved and she got um the movers to also connect all of her appliances okay. makes total sense to do that yeah. doesn't it absolutely and the uh, the phone call was um well now that my appliances are all connect, uh, connected, every time I touch um, two items, I'm getting an electric shock. And um, and she's like, I'm really concerned. I've got two small kids. And um, the reality is most of the people who are not qualified here don't connect the earth lead, which is the mm. one that's designed to keep you safe. Right. Now, as it happens in that situation, she's got an earth leakage, which is not good for the appliances themselves. But the earth lead is there designed specifically to keep you safe in that eventuality. And they don't connect it. And that's the difference between a moving company and um, a, a proper electrician, in my book. Mm. So so we've got some of the basic stuff that people are going to be looking at. As we said, the flat screens. the Just putting up the, the curtains, the... You know, the, and, and pictures. You'd be amazed when you move house how many pictures you've got on the walls that, that mm. need to be to be redrilled. And, and the big thing is not to use the concrete nails. No. We Ever. Don't. Ever, ever use nails. Which I think most people are either using those little white hooks or buying a box of those nails for five dirhams, 50 fills and letting them rip. You know, the one that's really getting people, we've touched on it actually in, in previous weeks, but the one that's really getting people at the moment is when you're moving into uh, an older property where people have put curtains up and curtains up and curtains up and curtains mm. up and all they've done is put filler. So mm. a, a basic filler that's non-structural in that wall. So what's the difference between structural and non-structural? Uh, so uh, it, it's basically, um, so structural is cement in some format, ideally with plenty of sand in it to give it that strength. Okay. Um, non-structural, which is um, uh, basically just a plaster of Paris derivative, okay. polysol, whatever you call it, um, 
Polyfiller. Polyfiller. Spackling. That's it. Is that the Americans? Polyfiller. Exactly. We we were polyfiller as well. Um, So that is totally non-structural. All it is is cosmetic. Okay. So you can't put a screw into it. It will disintegrate immediately. And you see the boxes of that stuff all over at all the the hardware stores. It's just sitting there. And it's great for its job, which is a cosmetic repair, but it's not there to be structural. So when people go, ah, you know, I can sew some cash here and we'll, um, Mm. we'll, we'll, we'll drill these ourselves... Often they can, and we, we very much um, uh, try and push people in that direction. Um, but at the same time, um, you might have a bit of a shock. Um, so, you know, have a good tap beforehand. Listen whether or not the wall sound changes. The knuckle tap is always a really good indicator. And so you're listening if, if it's hard and if it, it sounds yeah. like it is solid, but if, yes. it, if it sounds hollow, it is. Yes. Also, look at it. Quite often the repair isn't too great, so you can okay. spot where people have previously put their, uh, their screw holes and either put them away from that um, or alternatively beware. There are some buildings, rather unusually, but that have gypsum above doorways and, oh, and above windows. Yeah. So customers are calling and say, I've tried to put up curtains, and it's basically hollow. And we say, no, no, that won't be the case. We get there, and it's literally gypsum board above the above the curtains. And that's a tricky job. Do you remember that one in Satwa that we had, Dan? I think it was one of the first jobs. It was yeah, across it was. the road from my, from my property at the time in Satwa, one of the girls I was working with. Brand new building above the West Zone supermarket at the time, 12 okay. years ago. And, yeah, Everyone chip, knows what we're talking about now. Yeah, central yeah. Saturday, chip, chips them above all the, all the doorways, all the windows. Oh, it was a massive which, job. Which, you know, when I when I think back home, that we would call that, you know, drywall. Uh, yep. And that's what homes are made with. Yeah. So in that situation, um, oh it's all about, we, well, I mean, we could glorify them into spreader bars, but basically it's 22 mil MDF, uh, the full width, and mm. then um, at that stage you put the spreader bar up first uh, using butterfly clips that are designed for drywall, mm. um, and then after that you can screw in gingerly. Um, but uh, that's a real problem, and the amount of time it takes to do those is, is quite incredible. Time and time is the big one. I think when we we start talking about some of these jobs and things, they they look easy, it looks simple, but as soon as there's a deviation, such as, you know, the, the, it's hollow behind or it's gypsum, that starts. At, you know, the time goes up. You need more tools, you need more materials, and what was going to be a, a five minute job is now turned into an hour. And it takes a bit of skill to get that job right. Mm. More, yeah, more time and, and takes some. Uh which is which sort of that method. Sometimes it's just better to call in the professionals who look at it and say, yep, seen a couple hundred of these, and that might be in the last month. And it's the DIY show, and the guys are here from We Will Fix It. That's Colin and Dan, and they're answering your questions. We're going to go for the rapid fire round now, guys, because these are questions that have, have been lingering. Are you ready? Uh, yep. First one. Good to go. Solar cells, ever install them? Do you have tips? No. Okay, right. We'll move on. Uh, no, 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 no. I can, I can explain a little bit more actually. Um, so, uh, f- from our perspective, um, most of the companies that are here are either specialists in this field, mm. um, or alternatively, at a certain Chinese place that we don't talk about. Um, so, therefore, it makes sense if you're going to go s- for something that is such a major installation. Um, the advice that we'd give would be, first of all, stick to one supplier for all the elements. So, okay. from the batteries to the solar panels to the wiring. 
um, and also for the connection into your home do as well. Do you think they all come as a kit, in a sense? Yeah, I mean, you can you can pick and choose, but quite often they'll be put together in a kit, depending okay. on what wattage you're looking for right. uh, out the other side. Um, but if you don't stick with one supplier, they will all blame the others for the bit that they were involved mm, with. Mm. So stick with one company that you trust. Don't go for the cheapest, go for the one that you trust, without a doubt. And that's the best way to keep safe here. The other thing that I want to be looking at personally is... Um, Think of the the technology for the batteries, whilst they're deep cycle leisure batteries that they use, is the same technology that you have in cars. Mm. So if you imagine in your car, the fact that it fails, in fact, Glenn, we should be asking that question (laughs) to Glenn, shouldn't we? But the fact that it fails, what, you get two years out of them? Yeah, 18 to 24 months. We had that last week's show. Tends to be uh, about it. We had one guy who got 30 months out of his batteries. He was very proud. He should be proud of that. But if you're paying a small fortune for leisure batteries that traditionally are three times the cost of a car battery, you want to know that it was going to last longer than two years, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you? So how they were going to do that and making sure they haven't just brought technology that's used to the North America or Europe, but is actually designed for the UAE, I think would be key on that one. Well, my my community put in uh, solar-powered water heaters. A lot of those have failed. They've only just got out of a year's warranty and they happen to be replaced now. So not, not very successful. They also get dirty very quickly and if mm. they're dirty they're not working very well yeah i mean it's it's interesting that's a much simpler technology because it's just water within the panels in effect mm. um but again you know they had a particular um issue with uh, with those in that development mm. but uh, they're getting through i mean total respect actually on on that occasion to the developer who has stepped up um put a, a circular around to everybody and said okay if you have this problem this is our official supplier they'll look after you which is great yeah that's very good I guess as as solar panel technology advances, we'll start seeing more homes since many have flat roofs with solar panels up there. But I, I think hats off to you guys that, you know, that's not a job you do. You defer to the, the people who specialize in it. So. I, I think we will at some point. You know, yeah. we were talking last week about the um, uh, smart um, smart home tech. Yeah. Again, it's that when do you jump into it? We keep an eye on all of it, um, but uh, for us, w- w- it's critical that w- for our customers, they know to trust us, they know that we're reliable, and the mm. only way we can be reliable is if the products that we're installing are reliable too. So therefore, it's just too early from, from our perspective to be involved at this stage. Okay. And the second question, anyone uh, collecting water from AC units, is there an easy fit for, I guess, villas and apartments? It's a very good question. Everybody's looking into ways to conserve water yeah. and, and to create less waste. Um, we have fitted a way to collect water from an AC unit for a very good customer. We were just discussing in Murdoch is in an older villa with lots of AC, so she collects the, the water and uses it for a garden. Hmm. Um, much more difficult for apartment buildings. Um, also, that water is not particularly clean, so you've got to be careful mm. you're not using it anywhere where it's going to touch people's skin or going to consume yeah. it. I enjoyed that project. It was a really good one, actually. Um, wonderful, wonderful client. Lovely lady. She's been with us since the very, very beginning. Wow. And um, she was adamant that we were going to do it. And I was kind <laughs> of explaining, look, it's going to be expensive. It might not be that successful. It's the first one we've ever tried. Um, and um, it's been great. So we uh, we basically um, pulled down from both sides of her property. All of the wastewater went into um, a common line on each side, uh, drained into a um, hundred gallon um, tank uh, which needs to be raised as well because we didn't want to have to use an electric pump to pump it out so natural gravity as well so it took some real planning um, but loved every minute of that project and I think it's worked quite well from what I understand. So could this be done generally for brown water in a home so taking it beyond the AC units as you were talking about the the common collection pipes coming out of a villa? 
I think it would it, you start to get into the difficult territory of reverse osmosis mm. and um, UV and all this kind of stuff, which yeah. actually I really enjoy. However, <laughs> for the normal person, um, the variability is the problem. Um, if you've got a um, a common type of water that's going into a reverse osmosis system, then it's much easier to deal with um, all the contaminants. Mm. You tend to get quite some variability, um, you know, depending on what grey water it was um, coming out of a house, which I think is where the problem would occur with that. Okay, so not coming anytime soon is what you're telling me. Yes. Excellent. Um, okay, where do you buy those plastic strips that uh, for doors that we see in shops? And are they easy to install? This sounds like exact back to Murdoch. This sounds like almost any shawarma shop you go to or the okay. the corner stores. Uh, I, I've, I mean, I've seen these things. That, that's what we're assuming that these, the, the person has texted in is talking about mm. the plastic strips you see in businesses to keep the cool air in and the hot air out. Um, mm. If so, yeah, it's fairly easy to install, um, but they are designed for commercial spaces, so likely mm. to be to be a bit more industrial than you would, than you put in your home. They might need to be adjusted so that, or, or trimmed. So if you have that gypsum stuff as well, then you're in trouble if you're trying to. <laughs> Yeah. So would those go on the inside of the door or the outside of the door? Inside. That would be the way I'd hang it anyway, because I want the door to be able to close. Yeah. If you stick it on the outside, it's really difficult to get that door back closed again, and you mm. trap it in the top of the door. Mm. So if you put it inside... Actually, thinking about that, yeah, I'm assuming that the door is opening outwards there. So yeah. it has to be in the opposite the opposite location to the way that the door opens, otherwise you've got a problem on your hands. Mm. Uh, get them at our favorite Chinese uh, shopping mall. Is that where you're thinking you can get these things? No, you can't get them there. Huh. I don't know. It'll be, be a specialist supplier, I guess, yeah. um, that could do that. I guess uh, ask the shops where you see them on their doors and say, hey, where'd you buy those? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're not doing too well tonight. Oh, that's two yeah. now. Normally, we've been 100% yeah. in I'll bet, you can, I'll bet you can find in Satwa. It'll be linked to the glass trade. I'm sure you'd be able to find mm. on there. I reckon if we went to our little veto shop, and we said we need one of these. It's amazing this shop. I, I, it's smaller than my bathroom at home. Is this in, is this in Satwa? In Satwa. It's down the road from our original shop. Okay. And uh, so I mean, give us an idea where in Satwa we're talking. So we know the. Dan, you're better at directions in Satwa. Quite close. Well, it, we were basically very close to the one-way system. The, okay. the one-way. If you know where um, Aldiafa Street yep. is, we were just back from the KFC in okay. Aldiafa Street. Gotcha. Which is now Second of December Street. Yeah. But the um, the shop was at the end of that road, wasn't it, Dan? It was. Yeah. So um, if you go from the Iranian Hospital. Uh-huh. Turn uh, so you go under the bridge of the Iranian Hospital. Yep. Turn right. That's officially Plant Street, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The last left on the right-hand side. Once you've turned left on yes. the corner, um, there is a, a very good tire shop. Yes. Directly opposite that is the shop that even to this date, ten years later, we still use. Wow. And um, bless him, he's he's quite a lot richer than he used to be because uh, <laughs> we spend an enormous amount of money there. But literally, it's tiny. But the great thing about him is he can get almost anything. Really? And, yeah. He's been fair with us for a long time. So this so is been long time. It's a tiny little shop. We, we call it Vito. That's, not, that's an electric brand, but it's, it's Marhaba Trading. If anybody's in the okay, area, pop right. into Marhaba. Marhaba. If he hasn't got it in his shop, he can grab it within five minutes because he's got lockups all over the area. If you oh. want a hundred water heaters, he'll deliver them within a few hours. <laughs> it's incredible, so it's unbelievable. Marhaba Trading. There Marhaba we go. This trader. is a tip from We Will Fix It. Wondering where to get stuff? They've just given you the inside uh, scoop on where they source a lot of the products. That's that's really cool. Um, here's a really easy one chairs scraping on the floor 
and that's this is a common one. I have the same problem in my house, just put wooden floors in, I've got chairs with the, the rubber rubber plus, or plastic studs on the bottom mm-hmm. of the chairs, we're going to start damaging the floor. So yeah, felt pads are available from IKEA or from Ace or from Speedex. There's all different sizes, um, some are stickier than others, I don't yeah. always say buy lots of them because they do fall off after mm. a few weeks or a few months. Or from us last Christmas, our Christmas <laughs> hampers that went <laughs> out to all away. of our customers included these, didn't they? They did, they were from Daiso. No, they weren't. They were from, no, they were, they were split packs from IKEA. We we literally we cleared out IKEA, which was some doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so apologies if you went into IKEA on about the oh must have been about the tenth of December last year and you couldn't get those felt pads. So we took the lot. Is there nothing with a little bit more longevity than the felt pads that might come off? I reckon if you used felt pants with contact adhesive, that would do it much yeah. longer term yeah, for a, a good lot extra of, week. A lot of chairs come with the, the plastic stud on the bottom, but yeah. if you've got you know a nice wooden floor, that will damage. So that's, yeah. that's longer lasting. But are you hmm. are you guys installing laminate floors as well? No, I'm oh, not. no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Having seen the work that went into the one that Dan installed, um, yeah. In fact, yours isn't laminate. Yours is solid, isn't it? Mm. But it's absolutely incredible. No. Not interested. That's that's proper um, proper work for a specialist. Colin and Dan are here from We Will Fix It. That's WeWillFixIt.com. This is the DIY show. You got questions about anything you're working on around the house, the villa, the garden? Get in touch. And this is the DIY show. Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It. That's WeWillFixIt.com or uh, 800-FIX. And we're, we're, they're, they're helping us sort through stuff. Simon's come in, uh, and, and we were talking about those plastic strips you can get outside doors. He thinks maybe... Uh, upholstery shops could cut the plastic and uh, fix it to a strip. Mm. Colin's going, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure on that, Simon. I'm I'm thinking that these are the more heavyweight, wider um, versions rather than the traditional kind of strip door. Uh, in effect, its job is to be able to um, to hold air in. So they tend to have, if you look at the ones that are used commercially, they tend to have a weight to them. Mm. Um, and again, they need to be kind of fixed very closely within a strip so I've, I, I hang around furniture shops and the kind of shops that do all the different coverings that kind of thing because my wife keeps recovering our sofa we're on like our fourth version which is just ridiculous going back to Amrit Trading Amrit Trading yes there <laughs> we go is this also in uh, that is in Satwerp we literally had like a 200 yard radius of geniuses um, in those <laughs> days um, and uh, yeah I don't think I don't think that that kind of shop would, would have it but that then, Simon, I have been proved wrong on every occasion. So, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, questions come through that uh, wondering if this is actually something that you guys might have some expertise in. And I, I bet you do. And it says, uh, this may seem like a bizarre question, uh, for we will fix it. But how do we get rid of stray cats? We've put up screening around our garden, but they're still finding their way in. Do you guys have any suggestions? You guys know a lot about cats. Yeah, I'm a cat person. I've got four. So how do you keep them in the yard? Maybe that's the same way to keep them out. You don't. That's the problem. They go wherever they want. It's it's a big problem in certain communities where where stray cats are becoming overrun. Um, That is tricky. What's the um, citronella? I'm sure I've heard that the citronella does it. Maybe. They've done... Not on the cat, by the way, before yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people sure. wonder. No, that's no, on the indeed. wall, without a doubt. No, it's tricky. But not on grass, because it does kill grass. Yeah. Some of the, some communities are doing amazing work at the moment to, to try and... You know, Colin's involved with the Arabian Ranches Cats yep. group, which is uh, taking care of all the stray cats. Yeah. Jamira Golf Estates has done a fantastic job of trap new to release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult because difficult cats will go wherever you want. A lot of people in my community complain about stray cats going onto car bonnets because they do scratch. I've got it. 
and it actually it worked in our place until very recently, which was get a dog. No. And it does actually. No, I'm not joking here. Yeah. It does. It stops. It stops cats coming into uh, our garden until uh, Mummy Cat, which is now our resident garden cat, that's braver than my hunting dog, which is uh, is quite incredible. <laughs> but Mummy Cat rules the roost now. Um, and but uh, there's very few other cats um, mm. apart from the lynx which yeah. is this enormous cat that's just come in recently. Um, but again, Bailey will keep them away. Yeah. They, they, I think they must smell him in the garden. Mm, and um, and actually, if they come over the wall, they don't tend to hang around, yeah. apart from mummy cat. The humane way to get rid of stray cats is water pistols. I was find they don't like water. Mm. So if some cats come into my garden, try and fight with my cats, I just get a water pistol and they yeah. go running away. Yeah. I guess the other the other issue could be uh, in the evenings. I know I have to keep the old car covered, uh, mostly because I have no windows in it right now. And if I don't, I come in, I, I notice there's some fur on the seats where the cats have had a nap. <laughs> and uh, at least they're napping, and they're not using it as a litter box. So That's the next step, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Worrying. Uh, installation of fly screens is our next question. We, we've talked about this weeks ago. Uh, and I have not been to Ace Hardware to confirm that they still have the fly screen kits, but it's near the back where they cut the wood. Do we do we get that confirmed on here, or was it British Daz Dubai? I always get confused because I'm on both sides of it. I know I'd seen it there as well. So now, if we, someone has confirmed that they are still selling it as yeah. of the Saturday but it does, before. It, oh, it, it does sell out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, maybe. As of this, so that would have been the British British Daz Dubai. Yes, yeah. spend a lot of time on there, chaps, chaps. Um, no, so uh, basically two options. You can either buy by the meter from Ace Hardware when they have it available. Yeah. It does tend to come and go. Um, alternatively, uh, you can buy a roll of it. More expensive, but if you club together, there's about a hundred's worth on a roll. Wow. So you might need a few friends for that one. Um, but you need, a f- you need a few tools too, though. Yeah, you do need You need a the few roller tools. thing, whatever yes. that's called. Yes, you do. Uh, to be fair, they're not expensive. Okay. You can get one for under 20 dirhams. Good, easy. Um, but My then, kind of DIY. Um, you've also got um, you've also got some uh, the edging strip material as well. It's like a rubber a rubber strip that goes in. Often disintegrates when you're taking it out. Okay, there we go. Uh, so it's easy to do, and it and it's fairly easy to do, obviously. Um, it is. The issue is um, a to keep the tension right yeah. on it, so it's a little bit difficult that way. Um, and secondly, two different main materials. There's black nylon and either silver or black aluminium. Avoid the aluminium like the plague. Inside a week, you'll find that you've stretched it in one area, and then they look terrible. Okay. The nylon is much much better. The only negative is it only comes in black. Okay, easy. We've had a question come in about paint. And and we've got Simon following up with uh, the plastic strips at the uh, upholstery store, saying, "Trust me, the plastic is available in various weights. I actually use it myself for my warehouse and workshops. The one foot wide cold store strips are available in Dragon Mart too. So uh, also not in Dragon. They might be at Dragon Mart too as well, but." There are a Dragon Mart also, he's suggesting. So. Well, that's very good news. At yeah. least we now know. Apologies, Simon, if I slated you. Yeah, thank you very much, Simon. That's great to know. Uh, another one that's come through says, I'm a bit confused uh, with which brand of paint is better for my kid's room. I hear there are many paint companies. Sherwin-Williams, uh, not available here. Well, which is the best local brand? There's various brands of paint, and I, w- I won't uh, criticise any that we don't recommend, but we like Dulux, obviously used all over the world. Jotun is more of a regional brand, which is also excellent quality and very good for exterior, which is why a lot of uh, developers use it for their exterior paint. If you want to go a little bit more expensive, you've got Pratt & Lambert. Is it, is it a good one? 
Um, yeah, I mean, these are great paints. The one issue that you tend to find with uh, a paint that's come from abroad is we're in a hotter climate here mm. than where it was created. Mm-hmm. So they often go on dry. So you have to be okay. quite careful. Um, interestingly enough, we we used to have um, a preference for Dulux, um, but Dulux has just been reformulated. They've changed Ooh. suppliers in the Middle East. Okay. Um, so no longer been done by Oasis Paints, who looked after them for years, which was the period mm-hmm. when we were specifically using them. Um, and I don't know on the reformulated version. We haven't had enough experience now. Um, Jotun, uh, for me, is kind of the default um, that you would work with. Uh, they're a local uh, a local outfit. Um, the quality tends to be good. The price tends to be good. Mm. Um, but again, lots of uh, complaints over the color range tends to be the main issue there. Okay. But a lot of the centers now, which have the big Jotun signs, um, can match color. Um, so if you take a color sample in, they'll take they'll give you the closest that they can get, mm. and they can also go tint above and tint below the standard color. Okay. So you can you can tweak in different directions. And good for you know child friendly. So the you know when they dry and the fumes and all that kind of stuff. Like these are safe paints. They're not full of lead and all that kind of stuff. I think I think paints moved on quite a way. Um, <laughs> there's there's so. a lot of companies that are um, priding themselves on uh, the low odor um, versions of their paint. Um, I'm sure it has value, but if you're using water-based paints, um, then you could paint it in the morning, and I put my children in, in the evening. Okay, excellent. Following in on that, whiteboard uh, wall paint, is it any good, is the question. Have you guys had any experience with that stuff? We have, and it, it's quite difficult to work with. Basically, uh-huh. the, wall, the, the wall's got to be perfect, otherwise it's going to show up any marks with imperfections, and then it, it, it basically doesn't clean very well either, because you, you're All trying right. to clean it with a cloth, and it's getting yeah. caught on, on things on the wall. I can think of two customers we were brought into, a certain pizza chain, Correct, yeah, yep. and secondly, a certain law firm. Yes, correct. They already had these installed and brought us in to try and fix them. And we looked at it and went, nah. The better route, instead of um, uh, doing that, is either if it's for artistic stuff, go with blackboard paint, um, where you're using chalk or, you know, the modern chalk pens or paint pens that you get now that you can use on a blackboard. Um, If it is for more intricate work that you traditionally use a whiteboard, Mm -hmm. um, you can get a a sheet of glass, which needs to be tempered for safety's sake. Please do not just use a standard um, sheet of glass. Um, Install that uh, on a wall, and then you can write on the glass. And we did that for a customer as well, if you remember. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Good. Uh, last question that's come in is from uh, Mohammed, and he says, uh, I put mirrors on my wardrobes, uh, wardrobe doors. He's called them shutters. And he says, silicon shows through, looks untidy. Is there any way to fix this? Um, double-sided foam mm. is the, uh, the standard one in that situation. But I would suggest maybe that the quality of the mirror that you've used, the silvering on the back, wasn't the best. Um, normally you wouldn't have that problem and silicon is very often used in the trade to uh, to put those on so i would um i would go back to your mirror supplier mm. um and also uh if you're doing it again um test first is always a good yeah. one so you tend to cut mirrors to size because right. basically it's just glass with silvering so muhammad's come back and says i can I, what about wallpapering on the the cupboards this sounds like a lot like the, the one we had uh last week talking about the aluminum covers putting vinyl over top of them and those kind of things? Ah, yeah. Um, yes, you can. It's actually a, um, a thing in Europe right now. Well, wallpapering cupboards? Wallpapering cupboards, yes. Okay. Often just insets. So okay. um, the, the central area, um, and again, standard wallpaper paste should be absolutely fine for, for doing that. Last but not least, Fahad's come through. He says, hello, the shower waste trap, or the, the hair trap, 
has a hairline crack. Is there any way to seal the crack without removing the shower tray? Uh, maybe a maybe a resin or a plastic sealant. Maybe those would work. Not sure. Uh, thanks, Fab. You're not going to think I'm Fab after this one, Mr. Farhad. Uh, no is the answer to that one. Um, oh, no, you could really? get a really temporary fix, but it just will not hold. Okay. Um, there's an element of flex that's involved with um, shower trays, and as a result, if you do try something like that, it won't be permanent. Um, the only material that I could think of that would be um, even worth the slightest shot uh, would make the assumption that you can actually take out the grill that's over that so you get good access into it and then something like a waterproof plumbing putty if you can see that hairline crack mm. but again for me um, I hate the concept of bodge because it never works long term yeah. um, but that's the only thing I would even consider in that situation much better idea would be to actually complete that properly extremely difficult job because often the uh, shower tray goes in first the yeah. tiles go in afterwards which means you can't even get the shower tray out without causing problems with the ah. tiles so mr farhad i share your pain yeah okay it's gonna be a big job gentlemen we've run out the clock on the show absolutely appreciate you coming in we will fix it dan and colin joining us here we will fix it.com 800 fix if you want to get in touch with them they join us uh, uh every week They're, you guys are gonna be back in two weeks time yes, yep. so every other week they join us and we talk uh, home repair and improvement and more if you've got questions in the meantime of course you can give them a call but if you want to fire it through to us you can do that nightline at dubaii1038.ae i'll fire them over to them as well we'll get back to you but we'll be back in two weeks time gentlemen once again thank you very much thank you not at all